This is the Apocalypse Survival Guide. We are here to help you survive the apocalypse. Which apocalypse, you ask? All of them, from A to Z. Each episode, we cover a different type of apocalypse and give you advice on how to survive. The rules are simple. We choose an apocalypse, depicted in a movie, and cover how you could survive that type of apocalypse. So stock up on supplies and get ready to survive. Hi, I'm Drew. I'm Frank. And welcome to the bunker. On this episode, we've moved on to the letter Z. We're at the end of the rainbow, end of the alphabet. Um, I guess we need to apologize. It's taken us forever to come out with this video, but uh, there's not a lot of Z apocalypses out there. Um, we looked for zebras, zoologists, xylophone, which I found out I didn't start with a Z. Um, nothing. No, we couldn't find nothing. Just, just learned that, huh? Yeah, I just yeah, learned I found, xylophone. I found, that one. I found that one zebra apocalypse movie. But I uh, was so far out there that we just couldn't even use it. Yeah, so I mean, we were we were stumped. We couldn't think of anything, and then found something zombies. Hmm, I never heard Holy of that. Shit. But let's give it a shot. The Z word, huh? The Z word. No, uh, Z is for zombie. Um, this week, uh, so the type of apocalypse is zombie. The movie example we chose is. World Everybody's War- waiting for this one. World War Z. <laughs> World War Z. Now, whether you uh, want to argue that World War Z is not really a zombie movie, I I could be down for that. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we can we can go either way on this one. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, jumping into the synopsis, um, the movie opens on an idyllic house, kids jumping on the bed, the parents waking up. Kids wanting pancakes. Um, we start off, we see uh, a blonde Drew cooking pancakes for his family. Um, wife and two daughters, you know, and there's there he is with his long blonde hair. Looks just like Drew um, cooking for his wife and kids. Just, oh, no? What? Maybe? <laughs> Yeah, you can have it. I'm not going to argue it. Oh, okay. No. All right. Not even close. It was Brad Pitt. Um, but, you know, it's just, I'm a close 14th. Um, we learned that Pitt worked for the UN, uh, that he did something, that he doesn't do it anymore. You know, I, I will say this. I love this about movies, how you got guys like that who are like, uh, I used to travel off work, but I don't do it anymore. But don't mention what he does now, like, he just quit his job with his family, which sounds awesome. Yeah, right. But it, just, it, it seemed that that is what he did. He just he was done. He's retired, retired at forty, and had made enough money doing whatever he's doing to just coast for the rest of his life. Well, my argument is: Did he make enough money? Because it's nice to quit to be with your family, but if you can't provide for him, you're kind of a douche. Yeah, you're kind of a deadbeat dick. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of working. I just don't want to do it anymore. I feel that way sometimes too, but you know. Anyway, he's cl- he was clearly unemployed because no one that actually has a job is happy when their kids jump on them in the morning and wake them up. That's true. 
and they wake up all happy to see him and aren't cussing at him to get back to their rooms and let him sleep for another hour. (laughs) Yeah. So um, we see the Pitt family in traffic. Uh, It's all stopped. We see helicopters are flying all around. Um, We hear the radio kind of talking about a rabies outbreak. Uh, We see a cop on a motorcycle rides by and uh, breaks off the Pitt's vehicle driver's side mirror. Then we see people running everywhere. Uh, We see a dump truck start smashing cars, knocking them out of the way. The Pitt's use it as a way to get out of traffic because, you know, they're in an action movie. They know it's the time to do it, as opposed to most people would sit there and be like, what's going on here? (laughs) Yeah, they know they're in an action movie. Well, I mean, really to his end, we find out later kind of what he did. And he he is one of those people. He's seen enough shit that he knows, you know, chips are down. It's time to fucking go. This, there's, this is no time to sit here and just wait for things to unfold. It's time to start acting right now. Fair enough. So I'll give him that. I mean, I would like to think that I would do the same thing and not just sit there and gawk and be like, well, that's really strange. I'd, if I had the family, you know, I'd like to think I'd be like, all right, fuck this. Time to move. All right, fine. Uh, so then the pits get T-boned by an ambulance, but everyone is okay. Um, and if they weren't, hey, it's an ambulance. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, the pits get out of the car. Uh, we see one of the kids is frozen, doesn't want to get out. Then we see a bunch of crazed, infected people running around. They look In like... Mass. They look like crazy infected people. <clears throat> uh, a guy gets jumped and bitten. Uh, Brad grabs his kid's toy that just happens to count for some stupid reason. Uh, it was 12 seconds. Yeah. It counted to 12. And then that the person that was bit, who was infected, they turned. So Yeah, in the 12 seconds, which, you know, because... When there's mass chaos going on and I need a quick way to count, that's what I do. I pick up a toy and let it fucking count for me because mm-hmm. God knows. I I mean, <laughs> what? who am I? I'm going to stand there and count for myself? No. Somebody <laughs> else count for me. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just found it funny that they – I understand they're trying to establish how long it takes to turn. But the fact that in the middle of all that chaos, he actually kind of stood there. Watching the guy, and granted, the, the teddy bear was counting for us. Maybe it was counting for him. But the point is, is that you're going to take all that time and then be like, right. one Mississippi, two Mississippi. Exactly. Two. And, when, and people, when, when people are getting tackled all around you left and right by these, these infected, uh, whatever, humans that are clearly operating at a peak level or a peak human level capability. I mean, they're running, they're, they're full sprint. They're, you know, you can tell it's, it's not superhuman, but peak human. Right. And you're just going to stand there and not worry about maybe getting blindsided. Not worried about maybe one of the girls, the wife getting eaten, tackled, bitten, whatever. Yeah. I'm with you completely. You just, I, I think there could have been another setting for him to figure out the time frame that it takes someone to turn. Yes. Yeah, kind of irresponsible. Well, th- th- I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into it now. Um, if you, if you haven't seen the movie out there, too damn bad. Um, I observed no eating of people. 
so right. they appeared not to be hungry. Um, technically, I don't think that they're dead because they get bit, they get infected, they jump up and start moving. Mm-hmm. They talk about a rabies infection. So I think they're just infected and not zombies. And I think it should be World War I infected. <laughs> I think it should be World War V would be my call. We're, we're, we're kind of throwing out like end of the episode shit right now. Um, my take on it after taking it all in is that it is it, it is a worldwide virus. It literally the whole thing is a virus. And I mean that as in like each human is a cell is an infected cell of the virus and that cell is infecting another cell next to it just just like a you know like a whatever a cancer or virus does it it touches the next cell to it infects that cell and then the virus grows and grows and grows that's what this is doing each human is a cell and it's infecting that cell and that's why they don't care to eat them they need just need to bite them to infect them and that's you're right nobody gets eaten because as soon as a human that is infected bites an uninfected human that's it. They bite them, and then they stand up and run away to go try to find another one. That, to me, is a virus. And from what I understand about viruses, so this whole thing is just a uh, a massive virus using humans as the cells. Man, you just blew my mind. Really? The, seriously, <laughs> you're like the world is a body, and we're all just cells. There you go. That's that's a good way to put it. The world is a body. The planet is just one big body. It's a good way to put it. I, I'm not I'm not mad at that analogy. I just think that it's definitely not a zombie movie. It's almost like like 28 days later, or 28 yeah. weeks later. Great movies. Yeah. Obviously, we both like them. But it's they don't claim to be zombies. They just that's what these people are doing. They're infected, and they attack somebody out of this rabies rage. You can almost call it World War R for rabies. <laughs> and then they attack people. They spread the rabies. Once you have it, and you're no longer a th- I don't know if a threat's the right word, or once you're a carrier and you're on the same team. Um, and I, you know what? If I was smart, I could do some research. I don't know if rabies, once an animal gives it to another animal, does he be, not care about that animal? Point is, is that... Mm, that's point, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. But the point is, they're definitely not zombies. You know what? I just came up with it. I have the perfect name for it. World War A. Anything else but Z. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, Z is the only thing that it cannot be. (laughs) And you know what the worst part is? Is the fact that, uh, I'm not aware of this, but the the, um, subject material for this movie was a book called World War Z. No, I didn't know that. Written by Max Brooks, who's the son of the legendary Mel Brooks. Really? Yeah. So he also wrote that little, you ever seen that little Apocalypse Survival Guide, that little book? Or not, the Zombie Survival Guide, where the Apocalypse Survival Guide, sorry. Weird, yeah, I was going to say, sorry. that's us. That's us, no little Zombie <laughs> Survival Guide? No, I haven't. Anyway, there's a, huh. he wrote this little book, and he wrote a couple books. And uh, in, in it, I read the book. Um, the Zombies are your classic, undead, shambling, walking dead style, slow walk, slow zombies. Okay. And they turned them into this. So you're telling me not not the zombie 
survival guide, the book World War Z, the zombies in that book are shambling zombies and not running. Well, in both, but yes. But in the book. the really? book that the, Yes, the book that they bought to make this movie, the rights, World War Z, yes. Your typical George Romero, Walking Dead zombies. Okay, so basically they made an adaptation to try to make it scarier and more sensational, but kept the name with the Z in it. Yes, basically. So it's, they, so it's Hollywood that fucked it up. Yes, they bought the name and then apparently shit all over everything else. Yeah. yeah. So Max Brooks, good on you. Good job. Hollywood, you're still a dick. Still a dick. All right, so then um, we see the pits. They steal an RV that's sitting conveniently in the middle of the road <laughs> that nobody else tries to take. And Walt, Walt and Jesse have to jump out of it so they can take it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's breaking baddest or RV all day. <laughs> um, they flee the city. No, uh, I have to check. I don't know if that – I don't know if Breaking Bad is quite out yet when this, when this was on, but I, I don't remember. I don't think it was, actually. Uh, we then see the kid has an one of the kids. The pit, there's two pit girls. One of the kids has an asthma attack, um, so they pull over. The car won't start. Why would they turn it off? Like remember the car? It's like I can't get it to start. Why would you? You're pulling over. Put oh it in park. God. Leave it running. Exactly. Top tip, everybody. Top tip. If you're in a situation like this and you steal a vehicle that is not your vehicle and you don't know its reliability. Do not turn it off. Leave it running. Unless you're on fumes, leave it running. Because you don't know if that thing's going to start again. Well, here's my thing. You have, you've decided that the shit is getting bad. You've stolen a vehicle to flee. Now, if this is really happening and you have the, the V's, the VEDs coming after you, <laughs> and you feel justified in stealing a vehicle to flee, which I think you do, then you're going to, why are you stopping and not leaving it running? I understand you're switching for whatever reason because maybe Brad's got medical training and the wife, that the wife doesn't because he's, he worked for the UN, he knows what diseases and stuff. Fine, that's cool. He has skills that she doesn't, vice versa. Sure. Leave it running because you, you fled something terrible. You're, you're stopped fleeing. Like, hey, they're not right outside the door. We're in the middle of nowhere. This was a good place to just stop and die. Exactly. We survived back there. Let's die here. Exactly. Whatever. Um, I agree. So then they get the call from Pitt's old UN buddy. Said they need him. Um, which, I don't know. He, I guess maybe he was really good at his job. But uh, even if guys are really good at their job, usually somebody steps up and takes over. Like, yeah, I just let that guy do it. But who knows? It makes good for a movie. Makes you feel good. Um, they yeah. find a, a rifle, a gun in the camper, which is good. Way, mm-hmm. to, way to check your environment. Then, shockingly, the camper starts. They drive away. Um, then they uh, they stop at an S-Mart. Shop smart. Shop S-Mart. Um, the family splits Does up. Does that actually exist? Is that a real store? No. S-Mart? You remember from Evil Dead and all those movies? With Bruce Campbell? Yeah, I know the movies, but no, I don't remember that. Oh. He shopped, That's my bad. He worked at S-Mart. It was Shop Smart. Oh, shop gotcha. Gotcha, okay. Um, so the family splits up, which is a great idea. Um, 
Brad goes back, excuse me, goes back to grab the the medicine, and the uh, wife and girls uh, go get uh, other shit. I guess I don't know what they were going for. Uh, they encounter a nice junkie who helps them uh, pick oh, that's out. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The nice junkie helps them pick <laughs> out the proper medicine because he knows all about it. Yeah, exactly. Hey, man, I've knocked off this pharmacy about 32 times. Let me show you where this shit is that you need. Well, there was a dead pharmacist, and the guy had a gun. I'm assuming that, again, we don't know, but I'm assuming that the junkie killed the pharmacist to get his drugs, and he's not going to kill Brad Pitt and his daughter because, all right, you know, fair enough. You killed the the pharmacist to get your drugs, but Brad Pitt is a gorgeous man. You're not going to rob humanity of that. So you're be like, he was, what are you he doing? He was in awe. He yeah. turned around and he was fully prepared to like shoot whoever it was. And he was just like, he was in awe. So he just lowered his gun, like take whatever you want. He's like, we, we, we need asthma. All right, fine. You're not taking my drugs. I don't need it. And you're a gorgeous man. You take it. <laughs> uh, we then see the other pit daughter in a shopping cart roll by, and then two guys in the store are trying to uh, rape Mrs. Pitt um, in the middle of the store. Like, really? That's how fast it goes to rape, huh? These guys are, the, the, that they're more rapey than the 28 Days Later guys. Well, the that's, soldiers. I yeah, that's what I mean. This shit, like, this shit is literally falling apart in less than, well, in the movie, it's, it's, five minutes. But in real time, I'm going to say, what, a couple hours? Yeah, let's just, yeah, whatever. Let's call four or five hours tops since, since it all went to hell in Philadelphia. And, uh... Here they are in the outskirts of Philly or somewhere somewhere in the eastern area. And there's already people raping women in the middle of grocery stores with their two children in the gross in the car next to her. Wow. No faith in humanity there. I mean, do you think there's actually people just sitting around like, oh what? Did I hear the apocalypse? Time to rape and they jump up right? and run out and try to find somebody? <laughs> I know. Like or, or any any major crime, really, because they always seem to show that. <laughs> Obviously, we've become very well-versed in apocalypse movies. It seems in a, a vast amount of apocalypse movies, there's there's always a, someone committing a heinous crime, really ostensibly just because it's the apocalypse. Like, oh, I can do this now. You know, the, the, this all broke loose an hour ago, so now I can just murder without uh, without remorse or... Or uh, fear of consequence, or I can rape, or I can kill a pharmacist and steal drugs, and yeah, I'll give the junkie possibly killing the pharmacist. Although the pharmacist is probably like, "Listen, dude, just take this shit. I don't care." Or maybe he, maybe that's the problem. Maybe the pharmacist was like, still trying to maintain, you know, order. Well, but I think pharmacists in general, or all pharmacies, are are just told to give up the cash, give up the drugs, don't fight, they don't care, don't yeah, get yourself hurt. Right, yeah, yeah. Not unless this guy's like, I'm tired of you junkies stealing my drugs. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's like a old old school small town pharmacist. Now the looting, I get the looting because you think shit's going bad. I need supplies for me and my family or whatever. I'm not. I'm not advocating it, but I get them showing that. That would probably happen pretty quickly. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. That that I can I can get on board with. 
and understand. Yes. Yeah. But the murder and the rape, too soon. And to do it in the middle right. of the store? They didn't try to drag her in the back or the right. bathroom. That's what I'm saying. It's it like, people, like people are looting. And they're like, you guys okay down there? Oh, yeah, we're just raping. Oh, okay, well, have fun. I mean, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to make fun of light of rape because it's it's a serious thing. Hashtag I'm with her or whatever. But um, <laughs> yeah. seriously, it was just like, like, yeah, you know, uh, it's apocalypse. You want to go rape? Let's do it. Yeah, and again, just so such an egregious crime. I mean, looting is one thing, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, of course, the rapist has a gun. Uh, Brad and the rapist get into a shootout. Uh, they both miss a couple times, and Brad shoots the rapist with his gun. Um, and then uh, they run outside, <laughs> and they get a phone call from the uh, UN buddy, um, and says that uh, you know they have a helicopter where to meet him. And they said there's top of a building. I can't remember what city they were near, but on top of a building. And the wife says she has flares that she just happened to pick up at the convenient store. Um, not the convenience, the convenience store. I have flares to, you know, to. How, what's this designation of convenient? Yeah, like instead of convenience. Convenient, as in it goes to the plot. Like who just grabs flares randomly after? Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you're in the store. Let's grab some water. Let's grab some food. I yeah. bet. You, I bet you in the next two minutes, your buddy from the UN is going to call with a helicopter. We ought to get some flares. The convenience <laughs> store. That is pretty convenient. Yeah. Um, so then they're walking into the city. Uh, we see zombies falling from the rooftops, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, I will say yes. this: we're gonna, I'm gonna bag, we're gonna bag on this movie some, but I do like some of the effects and things they did. Yeah, yeah, I did. It was a lot of it is, as usual for us, unexplainable and pisses us off. But overall, this movie was was good. Yes. The visuals. Yeah. So. Yeah. So then they run into the apartment building, and uh, they, oh yeah, and they barricade the door. Some zombies chase the pits as they run around, and then a uh, they find a nice family to take them in in one of the mm-hmm. apartments. Um, then we hear the radio. That's uh, emergency transmission. It says to shelter in place with food and water, uh, and uh, to wait this out. Which makes you wonder, do you believe everything you hear on the TV? <laughs> In this situation, you better. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, so then uh, they're they're preparing to go meet the helicopter. Uh, Brad tapes a kitchen knife to the rifle like a bayonet. I thought it that's, was... Yeah, that's in my notes is one of the fucking... He just does some really cool shit right here. Yeah, I, listen, um, again... Like I said, we're definitely going to bag on this movie, but there's some things I thought were like, even if you don't agree with the tactic, like I don't think that would work. The fact that they or he was in the movie trying to come up with things to help survive, I appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, the the bayonet, the uh, makeshift bayonet was awesome, and the magazine gauntlet magazine like a reading magazine yep uh the magazine gauntlet that he put on his arm that's brilliant he's already seen that these things are trying to bite put wrap something thick like that around your forearm so that you can put your arm out to kind of hold 
hold these things back, and uh, I, that was a, another great idea. Yep, that's why I had he tapes the fixed magazines was forearms, which you said, yeah, they're coming at you to bite. You, you throw up your arm to kind of you know, block yeah. them. If they try to bite and they get the magazine, you know, you, you just saved yourself. So, and I don't know if it was in this part of the movie or later, I think they taped them to their their legs, like from their shin on their shins. Oh, did point. they too? Okay. It may have been at the end of the movie, but the point is they were at least thinking like, hey, let's protect the areas that we can, you know, defensively, whatever, mm-hmm. block or might get grabbed or whatever. I like the effort. I really do. It, it was creative in that regard that they're like, what well, you know, if I got to block this guy, I got, I'm going to give him my arm. And if I get bit, I'm going to get infected. So let's protect it. So I, I did like yeah. that. And the bayonet, which gives you a little reach with the, with yeah, the, knife. the bayonet was an awesome idea. And I've, Never seen that before where somebody just taped it on like that. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah, I thought it was a great idea, seriously. Um, So then uh, we see the nice family stay to die. Um, And he says something really that I really liked uh, in that situation where he's with the family and he's trying to convince them to come with him. And he tells them, look, I've seen a lot of things. I've, I've been in a lot of situations similar to this. And the one thing that I've learned is that movement is life. You have to keep moving. Movement is life. And I thought that was a really cool uh, quote or quote or phrase to use. Movement is life. Unless they were secured in a, a bunker and there was no chance that they were going to get in the door, the ventilation system. I don't say ventilation system because depending on the type of the type of apocalypse you're facing, um, I think sheltering would be fine. But in their situation... And we're going by this movie. I agree. Movement is best. You don't want to stay in one spot for too long. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. All right. So then, uh, so the, the pits leave uh, to go to the roof to meet the chopper. Um, we find out zombies are attracted to noise. Uh, some zombies come out. Uh, Brad kills some. Dead. Uh, then he gets. Uh, yeah, he gets blood on or in his mouth. Yeah, one of them kind of tackles him, gets on top of him, and he's he's holding them off uh, and keeping from being bitten. But it's just blood is leaking out of somewhere on this thing, and it's falling in his face and his mouth. I was a little grossed out by that when it was happening. <laughs> mm, I, I'm, yeah, and then so uh, he runs out onto the roof after he kills that zombie. He doesn't shut the door. I don't know why he wouldn't shut the door behind him. Um, he runs to the edge of the roof in case he's infected. And then he counts to 12 to see if he's going to change. I guess he figures he would jump off or push himself off or they could push him off. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, it, yeah. Was, it was an attempt. It was I, actually, I thought it was, it was cool. It was good thinking. Um, I think he was, his theory was if he felt any inkling of, you know, and possibly starting to change that he was just going to topple off and hopefully hopefully be able to you know realize that it's happening before before he can't do that but uh it was a good idea i thought so and then um so we we realized that um that blood to the mouth uh is not transferable like i believe any other disease is i just, was going to say that makes no sense to me just a bite so saliva in the mouth to the blood, but not the blood to <laughs> Makes total sense. Total sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> total sense. Uh, I think 
he should have been infected because it's got to be one. I get this. I get it that saliva, like I know some diseases, it's in the blood only and not the saliva. But once it's in the saliva, that means it's in the blood. Right. Right. So he should be infected. Yep, I agree. I mean, it has to be in your blood if it's in your saliva, doesn't it? I mean, isn't that yes. like a, a? I thought so. Not, not unless it. they plan on making. I know they plan on making a sequel, and they're just going to find out that he just happens to be immune. Oh, he's one of the whatever percent. Yeah, I'll, maybe that's what it is. I mean, but with, yeah, with okay. look, don't let's be honest. Looking like that, God's like, there's no way you're going to become a zombie. That's too ugly. You're immune. You're immune to everything. Yes, and people want proof that there's a God. There you go. Uh, yeah. Brad Pitt cannot die. Exactly. Um, so then. Uh, the Chapa gets the pits, and oh, that's right, the the little boy that was with the, uh, I believe they're a Hispanic-type family that uh, oh, died, yeah, died in the yeah. apartment. He comes running up because the zombies break in and kills family. The little boy goes with the pits, um, so now he's a little adopted pit. And, that's uh, right. Yeah. It's a good, good family to be adopted into. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. And then the, and then the uh, SEALs jump off, and for the first time in his career, Matthew Fox is an actual badass. I just want to point that out. What What do you mean? <laughs> Dude, he started out on Party of Five. Come on. He was a badass on Party of Five. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. The way he owned that and then lost? Uh-huh. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's awesome. He no. was kind of a badass and lost. Kind of. But he no, was he a legit wasn't. badass in this. Yeah, for like the 20 seconds in the movie he was in. Yeah, I thought he might actually stuck around a little longer, like may have attached to uh, Brad Pitt and kind of been his security. But nope, he was literally about 20 seconds. Well, originally, <laughs> if you do any research, um, I don't mean that like you should, like because that's a waste of your time, but I waste my time because I have no life. Um, he actually had intentionally bigger parts of the script, but it would turn into a shit show, so that's why you only see him for like 20 seconds. He was originally supposed to... Well, he was originally supposed to have more in the movie, Matthew Fox. I guess originally, from what I read, is his character is supposed to uh, console Mrs. Pitt after they believe Brad is dead, if you know what I mean. Oh, really? And that she was going to, like, agree to shack up with him because that would give protection to her family. You know what I'm saying? Because Sure. Like, she's doing it. She's thinking he's dead. Now I have to think about... yes protecting us so this is not an ideal situation but i'm going to take it because yeah yeah exactly okay that so why did they not add that level of drama i don't because this movie is a shit show because the movie had so much promise and they had a good budget and they filmed a few good scenes and then i don't know what the fuck they were thinking yeah because that would have been something like whether you agreed with it or not, whether you thought it was, oh, man, that sucks. He should be happy ending with his wife and kids. I, hey, we all like that, too. But the point is is that sometimes, in reality... Uh, it doesn't go the way you want it to. Yeah, you know, yeah. maybe maybe someone's been keeping your wife's vagina warm. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> See, and that would have... Here's the other thing, too. That would have been a, uh, a role perfectly suited for Matthew Fox. Like a nice whatever dramatic brooding role 
hey, I'm gonna kill some zombies, and then uh, I know your husband's gone. You wanna you wanna get together? Like, mm, you know, what am I gonna do? You know, this or be you know kicked off the ship? I don't know what the exact storyline was, but yeah. Huh, that's interesting. So is that is that how it was in the book then? No, 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 no. It was not how it was in the book. The oh, the book okay. was kind of. Um, the book was was different because the the book was basically after the war, so to speak, and uh, the the main character is like a reporter, and they fly around and they uh, are talking to survivors and like recording their stories. If that makes sense, oh, like what they did okay. when they fought zombies and blah blah blah. Sure. Blah. Like sure. Okay. He goes to Russia and he talks to some somebody who fought on the Russian front. And he talks to Americans who fought on the American front. And he talked to like people down in Africa, they kind of getting like a, there's still zombies around, but they're, they're, they're turning the tide and it's kind of like a war journal where there's a report. Yeah. Like to, almost like memoirs of the war. Yes. It's exactly what it was like. It's a good word. Memoirs of the war. And it was, it was actually well done. It was a good book. Huh? So too bad the Max Brooks didn't direct the movie. <laughs> yeah. He had a cameo in the movie though. Oh, did he really? Yeah. I right. I saw it. But uh, if you, uh, which guy was he? Well, he was on the naval. Uh, here we go. The pits go to a naval okay. ship. All right, all right. Which is a good place to shelter from these zombies. I'll give him that. Hell yeah. He was. They're on the naval ship, and then downstairs, or inside the ship, downstairs with Dork. There's a bunch of people in a com- communication center, and they're answering phone calls or talking on the radio, or whatever. He was a uniformed guy with black hair, and I, he had like a couple lines. He's like. Say again? You said something about zombies or repeat your traffic? Um, if you knew what he looked like, you'd be like, there he is right there. So he had like a quick little cameo. Oh, as, well, shit. As a military guy in the in the ship when right after they land. So then uh, the old UN buddy needs Brad to find the cause of the zombie outbreak because uh, he's the best he ever found. And, of course, Brad says, no, I'm here to protect my family. And they're like, well, we have to kick you off the ship then. And then Brad's like, oh, okay. So uh, since that's the case and the family can stay there, he leaves his family to set out on a whirlwind adventure. <laughs> and then uh, they they kind of relate this virus to a Spanish flu. Um, one of the, the viral, the, the doc, some doctor, and they say that 5% of people will be immune. Just like with okay. most. Now, the Spanish flu or the Spanish fly? I get those two mixed up. <laughs> well, I don't know. Are you are you immune to the Spanish fly? Because in my in my experience, it's uh, it's not five percent immune to Spanish fly. It's it's only five percent of girls that Spanish fly actually works on. So oh. it's actually the opposite. But anyway, maybe that's what he meant. Maybe that's what he meant. <laughs> The damn Spanish fly. It only works on 5%. I haven't yeah. had a good date rape in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so 5%. That's that's the thing that I'm always curious. We're always talking about there's going to be a percentage that's immune. So 5% is our number, I guess. Yes, that's what the, they're in this movie. They're saying probably around 5%, which I, we've always said there's always going to be a percentage of people who are immune to anything viral. Right, or right. or will catch it and beat it to develop an immunity. Now it's again five percent of the world population is very low when you're thinking of how many hundreds of you know a billion people, whatever the fuck it is. We looked it up. I don't remember. We're not that smart to remember. 
But I mean, that's a low, low percentage, but that means there is a percentage that will not get infected. And my, yeah. my question is this, let's say you get bitten and you don't become infected because you're immune. What do these things do? Bite you again? They run away. They don't eat anybody. They don't kill anybody. Interesting. You know what I mean? They don't get violent to people. They just want to bite people and move on. See, now, going off the theory that, and I, I'm with you, I, I bet that they are going to play on that, that uh, Pitt is one of the people immune to this. But to go off of that theory, you'd almost look at the behavior of the zombies we're using loosely, the zombies' behavior with him, and they don't, they don't avoid him because the ones in the stairwell very much were trying to bite him. Right. So if he is immune, he's not being passed over by them. So I would say, again, theoretically, if he's one of the ones that's immune, one of the 5%, they still go after him. So, yeah, it would be a question of then what? Do they just bite him and think? And, I mean, is there enough intelligence in this virus that's in the human vessel for it to bite them, realize they're not turning and then just keep biting them. I mean, are those the people that get eaten? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's the thing. Nobody gets, everyone gets bitten, and then they just jump up and run off while they sit there and, and change. How do they know they're actually going to change? Right. I would, oh, it would make more sense to me if included in the people, the humans that are passed up are not only, well, anyway, are ones that, that are also immune. I won't give away what's coming up later. What? Um, so, <laughs> so then apparently uh, Brad heads to South Korea with a team of Navy SEALs and a young green doctor. Um, because apparently South Korea, some this military base they're going to, was the first email or memo, whatever, that mentions the word zombies. So they're going to they figure the trail might start there. Yeah, that's what they called ground zero oh okay um <laughs> they land in south korea at night and it's raining nice and scary um uh zombies come out of the dark and attack some of the seals the uh the young doctor runs back up the <clears throat> excuse me they're on a c-130 with the ramp down he runs up the ramp it's wet slips and shoots him health shoots himself yeah. in the head with his own pistol well, he was just handed the pistol. He had never really worked a pistol before. And as the ramp's coming down, they realize that it's on. So was it Pitt that handed him a pistol? Somebody handed him a pistol and gave him literally like a four-second rundown on how to use it. Like, point it that way, pull this trigger. Right. <laughs> that was his, all of his instruction that he had. And then, of course, 20 seconds later, he has successfully shot himself in the head. A.K.A. the worst death in a zombie movie Ever. Because <laughs> they don't even show it. It just, like, happens off screen. Yeah. It's terrible. Well, that's because they made a PG-13 zombie movie, which I don't know how you get away with that, but I'm not saying I have to see, like, blood and gore everywhere, but PG-13 zombie movie, really? I didn't realize this was PG-13. Yeah, that's it. PG-13. That, that is, uh, yeah, that's yeah, upsetting. Exactly. Um, so then soldiers from the base... Save Brad and, and the gang, whoever's left. Um, the soldiers from the base say that the base doctor was the first patient on the base. They say he got it from a dead soldier in town that went AWOL. Uh, mm -hmm. 
then they talked to a crazy CIA guy. Uh, David Morse, David one of my favorites. Morse, yes. Love that guy. Says North Korea pulled all the teeth out of their uh, population 24 hours to stop the spread of the virus. Mm-hmm. He says Israel built walls to survive the zombies. Um, so I guess based off that information, Brad decides he needs to go to Israel. Um, so Brad and the pilots pedal out to the plane on bicycles. His wife tries to call him on his sat phone while they're trying to get out there quietly. Which is absolutely perfectly written. Oh, damn women are because, always calling at the worst times. Exactly. Let's, let's, they're always calling at the worst time. And, and, but you know, not to defend a woman calling at a horrible time, but seriously, he had the fucking ringer on. They're doing like a very specific silent op. They're riding bicycles so they can move somewhat quickly, but quietly to get to the, and he leaves the ringer on. I guess he's not that good of a UN agent. (laughs) No, not anymore. It's been out of the game, I guess. Oh yeah. So, um, so then they get the fuel truck to the plane and they start to fuel it up. Uh, the seals are shooting all the zombies. Uh, then the captain gets bitten, but cause he's a fucking man. His yeah. boy, his boys are like, you want me to take you out captain? He goes, no boys. I got this one. Yep. I'll miss you. And then shoots himself like a fucking man. Yep. Cause he doesn't want to leave his boys with the, the notion they had to kill the captain. Right. He doesn't want to burden them. He knows what has to be done. He doesn't hesitate for a second. He's like, God damn it. What does he say? He's like, I can't believe it. I'm a goddamn Z. I know. know. And then he just, yep, takes care of business. That's that. He was a very cool role. I liked his role a lot. The only thing I disliked about it, it was only like 15 minutes or 10 minutes, wherever it was. He should like, hey, I'll go with you and be in the rest of the movie. And I'd be like, yes, can you take over for Brad? Yeah, right. Anyway, um, let's see. So they take off and head to Israel. On the way, we see someone used a nuclear bomb because we see the mushroom cloud. Yeah, off in the distance, which is, that was very eerie. Yeah. But, I mean, now you stop and think about it. Um, let's see, they were over in South Korea, so either they're flying somewhere in Asia, Europe, one of the two, because I don't know what direction they took, or I don't, I'm not that smart. But think about it. Say your country is being overrun and everyone was turned and you had a nuke. You're like, fuck these things. I could see somebody doing it. Yeah. And that should hopefully uh, should wipe out the problem in that little area. Yeah, at least there. You know who I could see doing that? The Russians. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, could see Putin, I could see Putin being like, nah, fuck this. We're all, that's it. I'm pushing the button. Yeah, but I could see him being like, oh, he was a problem over in this part of the country. Oh, I'll take care of it for you. <laughs> Let me send a yeah. nuke over there. I'm not going to blow myself up, but I'll I'll, I'll, nuke, I'll nuke you for you. You're welcome. He's got, like, gold-plated, like, Kalashnikovs He's to fight the zombies with gold-tipped bullets. He's ready. <laughs> That's probably actually true. Uh, so they land in Jerusalem. And they meet with some Jewish guy of importance. I just didn't really want to write down his name. Um, he tells Brad about how they knew about the zombies. Apparently, they received some transmission from a uh, from an Indian military 
general or something. By Indian, I mean India Indian, not Native American Indian. Just saying. Um, and they talk about fighting zombies, and so they decide to build walls because they intercepted this crazy transmission. Mm-hmm. Apparently they came up with some bullshit about years ago, Israel decided that if one person out of a council thinks it's an idea, they have to bring it to them, and if majority rules, they do it. So for whatever reason, they built these fucking huge-ass walls to protect themselves from zombies, which, again... Yeah. I think they picked those walls up at the convenience store as well. <laughs> but that's just me. Yeah, where the fuck do you get a wall like that? Just It's like uh, uh, David Moore says. He says, you know, Israel put up a wall, and then Brad Pitt says they've been building walls for a thousand years. He goes, yeah, but is it convenient? They finished it all this week. You know, or within or in 48 hours or something, which is absolutely true. I mean, you've been they've been working on building walls for centuries and then all of a sudden oh we're done how as as this uh episode is going how convenient well and that's like um i hate to bring up a tragedy but um did you read the news down in florida there was some ramp like a bridge oh yeah the footbridge florida they put it up in like you know they put up in like 48 hours right no i didn't know that yeah they put up over they put it up over a weekend how'd that work (sighs) out that's all i'm saying yeah, yeah. And you build something that quickly. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, so then we see uh, zombies are, like, swarming outside the walls, just ambling around trying to get in. <sighs> then we see some stupid people get on a PA system, and they start making loud noise to attract the zombies. Like, they haven't figured this out yet, that they can't make noise? I and mean, what the fuck? Well, I guess because they're, like, behind the wall, so they figure it's it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't err on the side of of caution and safety with the uh, absolute most unique and worst situation that's ever existed on the planet. Yeah, so then the zombies decide to pyramid pile on themselves and yeah, somehow was... get tall enough to scale the wall. Maybe. I I and and the thing is, I don't I don't know what to think here. I don't know what to think if they purposely had the intelligence to like make a pyramid like that or if it was just a frenzy and uh and in the frenzy they just happened to be able to climb that high i'm leaning towards they meant frenzy but my thing is would it actually work like if you had and you're gonna crush the bodies in the bottom so you can never find out but could you really do that all the way up the wall to get a couple over yeah now, granted, no. once you get a couple over, Quite once they start biting people, as quickly as this stuff spreads, you know, it's all over. But it's a matter of getting them over the wall to start the inspre- to spread the infection. Right. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, real quick, back to the, the Israelite guy that's the, I don't know what he is, politician, I have no idea, that's running around with uh, Pitt. He, he what he brings up when they're talking about this decision to do things he calls it the tenth man how they use the tenth man theory and if and he was the way he was describing that is they can never have something where everyone 100 percent agrees on exactly the same thing 
And if everyone does agree on it, I guess they have 10 of them. There's 10 of the people on this, whatever this council is that makes the big decisions in Israel. If all 10 of them agree on exactly the same thing, it is the responsibility of at least one of them to stop and say, no, I'm going to argue the other side of it just for the sake of arguing it. So, and that is the 10th man. You can never have 100% agreeance on anything because that's almost, and, it, and it's, it's a great thing because it prevents, uh, like, what's the word? Um, not mass thinking, but like, group think. what is that? Thank you. Like the group think where everybody just kind of goes along because everybody thinks that, and it prevents from making bad decisions just based on, well, okay, I kind of halfway think that. And since everybody else does, I'm not going to disagree. I'm just going to go along. Um, I, I don't know. I just think that's a really good theory for comprehension, especially making giant decisions like that on a government level. Yeah, the, that actually makes sense, except for the fact earlier I said that I thought there was a council of seven or eight, and now you made me look like a dick because you could have piped in and said, no, no, there's ten. <laughs> There's the tenth man rule or whatever and whatever. I missed you saying seven or eight. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, I should have piped in. No, I missed that. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, then, <laughs> that's actually a good thing, though. Like you said, to prevent group think, like someone has to argue the opposite point if for no other reason, just to air it out. Yeah. Just if even if you don't believe it, I mean, he, he kind of explains it that way. Even if you don't believe that it could be the opposite theory. It's someone's responsibility in that group to argue the other side just because. And like thoroughly, like not half-assed, like, eh, okay, what if it maybe could be this? No, you have to like take it all in and, and really argue the other side just to kind of open their minds. No, it makes sense. It really does because sometimes looking at it from the other viewpoint, whether you agree with it or not, um, has some merit. Um, even mm-hmm. if it just strengthens your opinion or, or brings up you know, there's nothing wrong with looking at dissenting opinions. You don't have to agree right. with them, but just look at them. Right, and it can even it can even bring up more ideas on the you know for the for the nine that do agree. It can bring up more ideas on that side. Right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so the, ins- the infection spreads inside the walls. Uh, Brad and the others run and try to get to the airport. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, oh wait, because where was he going? I don't know, he pointed him to some, some Israel guy told him to go someplace else. Um, Brad notices the uh, the n- zombies are ignoring an emaciated boy. What's that about? Mm. Uh, yeah. The soldiers that are protecting Brad kill some zombies and get killed one by one, except for some shaved head girl. I'm calling Thug Rose. Thug Rose? Who's that? You, you ever uh, MMA... Rose Namajunas, she's the like flyweight champion. She's shaves her head. She, she looks oh. kind of like this girl, so I'm calling her Thug. Oh, Rose. really? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Maybe because they're both white girls with shaved head, but who knows? Um, then she gets bitten on the hand. Thug Rose does. Yeah. Brad. Uh, so then Brad grabs a knife and he chop, chop, chops the hand uh, off. Yeah. To he save goes, her, he goes. Uh, what? What's his name? Her- Herschel. Herschel. Yeah, yeah, he goes Herschel on him. Yeah, to save her. Um, but, uh, you know, I do have to say that, uh, it's one less handy you're going to be getting. I'm just throwing it out there. (laughs) 
<laughs> Although I do have to bring up the point that um, they're carrying. I think she's carrying an AR or an M16. Why is there a scope on top of a carry handle? Oh, was it? Yeah, I know Hollywood does that sometimes, but nobody really does that. Come on, guys. Yeah, nobody actually <clears throat> does that. Hollywood does it because that means they just got a really bad uh, um, military advisor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the director's just like, I just need machine guns, and they have, like, I don't know if they're armors or what, but professionals like, all right, here's a gun, here's a gun, here's a gun. So, it's, yeah, it's not the director's fault because they don't know. No. I'll give them that yeah. one. So then uh, Brad and Thug Rose get on a commercial airplane, and it takes off as Israel's overrun. Uh, Brad calls his UN buddy, and then the plane gets rerouted to a, a WHO, a World Health Organization. Not the the band, the Who facility in Wales. That's that's where it was at. Yeah. Um, then they, uh, they they discover zombies are on board back in coach. And you know what? It's those fucking peasants back in coach are always the problem. Because <laughs> of course the ones that the ones that don't have a teddy bear to do their counting for them. And of course, because of course, Brad's <laughs> in first class because he's Brad. Right. So they try to stay quiet. Um, they pile luggage in the curtain doorways for protection. I'm not one to say don't do anything. You know what I mean? Like try to do something. Right. But that seemed like the worst something. <laughs> <to even. laughs> that is the weakest attempt at a barricade. <laughs> you better off like let's just shut the curtain. Yeah. And tell them their their ticket doesn't let them up here. You know what I mean? That's about yeah. the same. But I guess it was an attempt. It was, you know what I mean. It would slow them down. They trip. I guess I don't know. They trip. But as you as expected, it works terribly, and then the zombies spread. Um, Rose starts to shoot some with her handgun because she's still badass with one hand. Uh, so then she was a badass. Brad had a grenade. I can't remember where he got it from. He got it from her, or from one of the other soldiers. Don't brick really had a grenade. Where did you get that brick? <laughs> No, Brad had a grenade. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yes, right? I remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, so funny. Brick had a grenade. <laughs> <laughs> so Brad had a grenade. I killed a man. Yes, you I may want to lay low. Tr- tri- yeah, you might want to lay low. That escalated, that escalated quickly. <laughs> so anyway, I'm sorry. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> that is, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love lamp. Um, so then Brad throws the grenade and it blows a hole in the side of the plane, which I thought, I hate to, man, I hate to be a piece of shit, but I thought that that wasn't true. Like there wasn't that type of suction, like nothing would be blown out. But then that poor girl got sucked out the window of the Southwest flight. I know. I knew you were going to say that. That is fucked up. I kind of thought that too. I was like, I thought it would just be a bunch of like, really strong wind. I didn't know there was suction. And then I heard that story, which was rather recent. What was yes, that? A couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. And I'm like, that is, that's what a horrible way to die. That's yes. absolutely horrible. Yes, it is horrible. Yeah. I mean, some people saved her to, to, by, from flying out, drug her back in. That was at, that was badass. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, but I'd always heard that was a, that was a Hollywood myth that they do that to make the movie more exciting, but that's not really what happens, but maybe it does now. Now I'm not sure. Yeah, I know. So, I, yeah, maybe there was some some merit to the whole grenade toss thing. And I mean, I Brett and Pitt had to 
I like it how we always give somebody a name, but for except for people like uh, um, the Heston, the Heston and and Pitt, we can, we call them by their real names. The but Sways, anyway, yeah, the Sways. Um, he had to make an actual decision in that moment of okay, what's going to be better here? Throwing a, a, an explosive device that is certainly at least going to blow a hole in the side of the plane, if not worse. And he had to measure out, basically triage his options of blow the plane up and hope for the best or be overrun and bitten and there's no hope at all. So kind of goes to his his uh, ability to make those decisions like that, debate ability to think in those types of situations, which... I guess what made him good when he was in the UN, because in other ways he kind of sucks now. Although I will say that I'm I'm very happy. I was very concerned that he might have one of the I am legend nuclear grenades, <laughs> and the whole plane would have been vaporized. It would have been another mushroom cloud. In yes, the sky. yes. And yeah, no I don't know what part of the world they were over at the time, but it might have you know taken out that country too. So it's a good thing that that didn't happen. I'm just saying. If it was an I Am Legend grenade, I'm pretty sure it would have wiped out at least the country, if not the continent below them. Yes. <laughs> um, so then with the uh, – and I wonder if a grenade has enough force to blow that big of a hole, but we'll just assume it does. Um, yeah. All the zombies but one get sucked out of the plane, and then the plane crash lands. Um, let's see. Let me show uh, Brad has shrapnel's gut and him and Rose – Walk to the Who building, and Brad collapses. Uh, mm-hmm. Then the old UN buddy and the military think Brad is dead. They kick his family off the boat like a bunch of assholes. What a dick. And send him to Nova Scotia. Well, then here's the thing, because I, I jump right here. It's three days later, Brad wakes up. So they don't even, they barely wait. It's like, hey, we can't get a hold of him. Must be dead. Get the fuck off the boat. It's like yeah. it's, it's not like it's a week later, two weeks later, three weeks later. They give him like zero time. Yep. And that's and, and from the way they're making it look anyway, is Pitt is one of their absolute top, top chances of surviving this thing. And that's why they're sending him all over the world. And now I'm sure he's not the you know, he's not the only uh, pot on the fire. They've got other things going on. I'm sure they've got other people out doing things, trying to figure this out as well. But they really make it look like he is one of their best chances, you know, he's like their, their, their eight, he's part of the A team. And just like that, three days, sorry. Well, that's the thing. I mean, they might have other pots in the, in the fire, like you said, like maybe somebody's caught a zombie and they're inspecting their blood and trying to find a cure. And, but this is the guy that you've sent out because he's your top guy who's been in war zones to find the the disease, and it looks like he's the only guy you've sent out to do this. Cause yeah. You're, and you're just like, eh, you know, he survived a lot of the bad shit, but yeah, get off. Don't even God. wait. Not even like a courtesy, you know, your husband did a lot for the country when he, or for the world, I guess. Your husband did a lot for the world when he worked in the UN. He gave it his best shot to save the world now. Out of a courtesy for that. Here's a folded flag, and by the way, you have, you know, basically a free ride where you get to uh, stay protected for as long as we can. Even a week. They didn't even give him, like, 
They give they give them less than forty eight hours. It's three seventy two hours, three fucking days, as we found out. Yeah. Three fucking days is all it takes for them to kick them off. Kind of makes the military look like dicks. Kind of. <laughs> but anyway, so three days later, Brad wakes up and he finds the shrapnel was removed from him, and then some weird dudes are eye fucking him. Yeah. I kind of think they kept him roofied and they kind of raped him. <laughs> well. It seems to be the the uh, theme for Apocalypse is somebody's got to get raped. I mean, you know, he's an attractive man. Not to, not to me, of course. Not to me, of course. Totally straight. Um, so then uh, Brad gets the weird doctors to call his phone and verify whom he is. Uh, the doc... <laughs> the doc... So then the... Let's crack up. Brad asks the doctor if he has a family. The doctor says no. And then Brad tells him about suffering f- for a family about how he's suffering because his family's back on the boat and he's trying to protect them. And then the doctor talks about his dead family that died from the zombies. That's a dick move. Yeah, right. Because you're like, hey, man, do you have a family? No. Oh, that means you don't have a family. Well, you know what it's like to have a family, to try to protect them from this plague? Oh, yeah, they died from the zombies. I just fucking asked you if you had a family. <laughs> you got to trap me, you fucking asshole. That's what I mean. He could have been like, I did, but they died in this. And then he could. Right. Then Brad probably would have been like, well, then you know what I'm trying to do here. I'm right, trying to protect right. what's mine is still alive. I'm sorry for your <laughs> loss. But he's like, no. Well, they died from the zombies. And then Brad's like, oh, I'm sorry. Dick move. Mm-hmm. He's like one of those people that just that bait you into something just so they can make you feel bad. Exactly. And I'm watching, I'm like, I don't remember this dick move. This is a dick move. <laughs> you should be a zombie dick. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Brad talks about being infected by a pathogen, one that's curable to act as camouflage to the zombies. So uh, then people could hide and fight back uh, because he's going back to seeing the emaciated kid. And I think he shows something where he saw something else. I don't remember. It was stupid. But uh, that's that's the plan. They w- and uh, since they're at the WHO, World Health Organization, they have diseases in the lab. Shocker. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, but then the problem is that the viruses are in the V-wing, not very clever, and that everyone in the V-wing is infected. And there's like 80 people over there. So, uh, you know, not good odds. It's like the... Uh... It's like the corridors of the prison in Walking Dead. You just got to wade into these droves of zombies that are wandering around. Yes. Um, yeah. So then Brad and crew phone book up, forearms and legs are written down. So they do the, they, here they do their legs. Oh, that's where they did That's right, yeah. I can't remember if he did it in the in that hotel or the uh, apartment, but he does. No, do, do he it just here. did his arm. You're right, you're right. This is where they really kind of armor up with the books yeah can i just say this i'm being dead serious when's the last time you got a phone book <laughs> actually actually i still get those motherfuckers oh well they're smaller now they're not like the big phone books anymore right they're like a small one that really would not even cover my wrist but whatever we still still be one sitting out by the mailbox I'm like what the fuck why are you giving me a paper phone book and magazines i mean magazines yeah. have gone down it's all digital now Right, I mean, it's a waste of paper. I know, but my point is that if this happens here in a few years, what are you going to do, tape an iPad to your wrist? I mean... <laughs> Chew on this iPhone, zombie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you turn it, the, turn it over so the screen's facing out and some cool app will catch his attention, like, ooh, Candy Crush. And then you pop, <laughs> you crack him. I don't know. 
I'm, I'm gonna make a hel- I'm gonna make a helmet out of my laptops. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so anyway, they phone book up. Uh, Brad grab they oh they grab bats and axes and then decide to sneak into the the V wing vagina wing. Um, so then Brad Rose and the Dick Doc because that's the guy who pulled the dick move, so he's now Dick Doc. Yeah. Uh, sneakily sneak through the hallways to avoid detection. Um, they're being all quiet until Dick Doc makes a noise. He like bangs his crowbar into like a cabinet or something. His and- dead wife calls him on his cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> I thought your wife was dead, you dick. I just wish she was. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all get that. We've had those relationships. Um, would you let me in the gate already? Fuck you. Did you bring Bill with you? You still fucking Bill? <laughs> Sorry, did I get too nice. personal there? Nice. Oh, so anyway, um, and then, uh, so then all of a sudden the zombies here just start charging after him. Uh, they run for it. Uh, Brad decides to make some distracting noises. Uh, oh, then he, you know, yeah. he takes his crowbar and bangs on the stair railing to save Rose and Dick Doc. Then he kills yeah. a zombie, which they say earlier you shouldn't do because it infuriates them. Which I guess that's trying to show there's some type of communal yeah. group think or right, like animal pack or sure, like a like a almost like the virus is talking to itself, and if it realizes that it's being killed off, then it kind of goes into hyper mode, like oh. We're, we're starting to lose cells. Oh, hell no. We're not going to lose cells. We're going to go into hyper mode so that we can make up for that one that we lost and then grow even more. I didn't know if it was that. That's a good analogy or, or like a pack type of mentality now, like oh, anim- yeah. animalistic. Either way is a good analogy. But oh, yeah. That's, that makes sense, too, actually. Yeah. Either way, it's they're somehow communicating or whatever. Um, so then... Uh, uh, Brad kills one of the zombies. He gets the crowbar stuck in his head because he stabs it in the head, which is realistic. It's stuck. It's not going to be like quick in and out like sex. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> then of course, as one starts to charge him in a dramatic fashion, it's stuck. He tugs and tugs, and oh, whew, I didn't think it was going to happen. Last second, he's able to pull it out and kill that zombie. I expected to go differently. I mean, whenever yeah, have you right. seen in a Hollywood movie that, you know, whatever you need gets out right at the last second so you can use it. It was pretty yeah, creative. It was very original. Very original. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, so Rose and Dick Doc run and get back to the safe wing while Brad continues on his mission and finds the vault, like 139, not that that matters, but I wrote it down. It's the one that he needs. He puts his weapon down because he's going to punch in the code to get in there. And I guess... Oh, oh the, there's a girl doc back in the safe area, and she sees him on camera. And she calls him on a phone that's right by and gives him the code. So he puts down his crowbar, punches the code to get in. Because you need two hands to punch in a fucking key code. Of course. Um, and then uh, he, he walks in to get the virus and leaves it on the outside, you fucking dummy. You beautiful dumb man. <laughs> you beautiful idiot. <laughs> so then Brad gathers all of the viruses up, and apparently he can't read them, or they're some type of virologist wet dream. And so he he's going to just bring them all back with him, but there's a zombie outside. 
stand there, you know, if he had maybe a weapon that he left on the outside, right? then maybe he could have used it, but no. So he decides to infect himself with the virus to see if his camouflage trick works, which maybe try that too. But if you had a crowbar that you left on the outside, if it doesn't work, guess what? You can still defend yourself. Yeah, you just put all your eggs in one basket, as they say. Well, so then uh, after a while, apparently, on the amount of time, three seconds, 20 minutes, six days, nobody says, Brad decides the time is right. He grabs all the viruses and opens the vault door. The zombie in front of the door ignores him. Uh, it took guts for his... It, that, that took guts, seriously. For this move oh, to affect yourself, I mean, it took a lot of guts. Yeah, because you got... I mean, imagine opening that door, like that first moment of, hope this works, and you open a door and you're face-to-face with one of these things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, think about that, the guts it would take. I mean, it was like he just covered himself in guts so the zombie couldn't sense him. <laughs> That's never been done before. No, either. never been done before either. <laughs> wow, they got original ideas back to back to back. That's what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> you're not saying, wait, wait, wait. This is starting to sound like that you're saying that all zombie movies are the same. And they all use the same plot points and mechanisms. What? Now, I know. What? I know you're not saying that because that cannot be true. I would never say that. <laughs> never. <laughs> Except for Shaun of the Dead. Except for... <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. Shaun of the Dead is the first. Well, I can't say the first because there's actually the first, but one of the most recent original zombie movies ever. I agree. That's why I wanted to do it so badly. Yes. they Because they went so far the other way with it that it's, yeah, it made it actually like, they didn't just accomplish the comedy. They actually accomplished making a really genuine zombie movie. Yes. Yeah. So. I agree. Um, so then Brad walks past all the zombies. Uh, he stops for a Pepsi. Nice ad, nice product placement, by the way. Um, (laughs) you see him like, it's almost like, I wish he would have popped it, looked at the camera and winked and like, (laughs) you know what this moment needs? An ice cold Pepsi and just takes a swig. (laughs) You know what else it means? That's $2 million in my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> and then he pulled out the Pepsi, popped it, took a drink. He turns over. He see him grab a, someone hands him a, like a suitcase full of money. <laughs> he just throws it over his shoulder. That'd be classic. <laughs> just, just own it. That's all I'm saying. Just own it. Exactly. Um, and then he, uh, he pulls a lever so that all the sodas apparently fall into the ground to make noise. And that distracts yeah. the zombies in the hallway. And they run towards the noise, and he walks down the middle of them, and they just ignore him, so he walks to freedom. Huh. Yeah. Um, so then uh, Brad and Thug, Thug Rose, they show him leaving Wales. And then, uh, let's see, we, we see Brad on a boat heading to Nova Scotia to get reunited with uh, his family. Um, the pits are back together. Uh, footage then shows people killing zombies and saying that the uh, the war has just begun or some shit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the ward gets out to use the infection as a camouflage and Brad uh, threatens us with another movie and that's the pits. <laughs> that's the pits. So yeah, basically the ending of the movie is 
it's kind of it's we really want to make another movie because we stole your money on this pile of shit. Uh, we'd like to get a little bit more in a sequel, possibly a trilogy. See if we can turn this thing into triple gold shit. I think they will if they can. I didn't think it was absolutely shit. Uh, but yeah, yeah, there was definitely some disappointments. I'll say this. Um, I When I saw it, I was excited to see it. I rented it from the old Red Box. Back then, I think it was still a dollar. Anyway, it was less than two bucks. I, I don't feel that I overpaid. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think I overpaid. I, I felt like I, for, two, for less than two bucks, I was entertained for the hour and a half, two hours, whatever the hell it was. Like, all right, it wasn't a terrible movie. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think. Put it this way, we've reviewed way worse. That is true. Way worse. I mean, shit, we started, we started, which I have to, we got to throw it out there. We are at the end of our first season, as I guess we would call it, since we've now gone through the alphabet. Wait, we can, uh, we can start over? Yeah, we can start over. But in saying that, I'll just say that our first one, God, remember how bad that movie was? It's still one of the worst we've done. Signs for A for aliens. That fucking fucktard Shyamalan. We can start over. I wrote this six-page eulogy about how much I was going to miss doing this podcast. You could have fucking told me. Oh, shit. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't know it was supposed to be done done. I thought we were just done with season one. Well, that you don't makes, want to do season two? No, that makes more sense. I just didn't think about it. <laughs> It makes more sense. It's been a fun ride, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> well, I just thought we got to Z. What else could we do? I didn't think about starting over. It makes total sense. God damn it. Yeah. Or we could go to, like, the Hebrew alphabet or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and now I'll do letter. <laughs> we would have to do an Indiana Jones Sorry if I if we went to the Hebrew alphabet. <laughs> sorry if I offended any Hebrews out there. I know that's not how you sound. I was just being funny. Hashtag, I love Hebrews. <laughs> well, if they don't know we're ass clowns by now, I don't know what to tell them. If, they, if they're listening to this and don't know we're ass clowns and they're not listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, let's see. Enemy strengths. We'll start with strengths. All right. Um, I got that the, uh, obviously the infection spreads quickly, you know, within 12 seconds. Um, yeah. There's however many billion people in the world, but six billion, I think, is actually what what it is. So the fact that five percent are immune, um, it spreads so quickly. You're going to be the turn rate. I mean, think about it in a big city, especially people are returning and turning and turning and turning. And you're it's like a, a wave of humanity that's not going to eat you or kill you, just going to bite you and turn you, which I have issues with, but the point is, is that, but the point is you're going to be facing overwhelming numbers very, 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 very quickly. Yeah. That's actually, I, I didn't even think of that. That actually is one of their strengths. The fact that they don't stop and take time to eat their victims. They literally bite them and go bite them and go. So that, that is actually a strength because they're spreading it so quickly. It's not like your typical zombie where they, they eat your carcass and then they stand up and shamble on to the next uh, 
to the next victim. World population, 7.6 billion. Okay, and it was over six. Remember, Jesus. we looked, looked a while ago, and it was over yeah. six. But, I mean, that's the thing with, um, not to keep referencing The Walking Dead, but it's the most popular zombie show, so that's why I kind of go, but, like, when uh, yeah. Shane shot Otis, so the zombies stopped to eat him so he could get away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With these, it, first of all, they're not slow-moving, but even if they were, it wouldn't work with these guys. Nope. So Yeah, if you leave a victim <clears throat> behind, only one of them is going to stop, bite the bite the victim and then the rest of the group is going to keep moving and then once that one is done biting it's going to get up and keep moving hell so. even, if, even if they all stop to bite real quick you're talking five seconds ten seconds max yeah. and then within 12 seconds he's a zombie so you've you've gained 20 seconds and an extra yeah. zombie so it's not yeah. really um that effective uh two another strength they're fucking fast they're, yeah, they're the sprinty one. zombies. Yeah, that's the top. That was my top thing for strengths is they're fast. And again, it's it's as if they they work at peak human capacity. Which uh, what was another one? We did another one like that where the I don't know they weren't zombies obviously, but whatever the infected were. Oh, I think it's twenty eight days later. Yeah, they they work at peak human capacity because they don't have pain. So and pain is what limits us really. You know, pain is what makes you put down a really heavy weight that you probably could lift, but you're like, that fucking hurts. I'm not going to hurt myself lifting that. Or sprint flat out as fast as you can for, you know, five minutes because it hurts because your heart's going to pound out of your chest. Your lungs are burning. Well, if you don't have that pain, you just keep going and going. Well, I was listening and, I was listening to something. Yeah, there's a guy's an ultra marathoner, and I think he ran, was it 100, 100 miles or 200 miles? Anyway, he ran some race. It was 100 miles, 200 miles. It was like a super ultra marathon. So think about it. He ran 100 to 200 miles. He That's was, insanity. But he ran, he ran every mile at around a seven-minute mile pace. So, what? But the point, I'm not bringing it up because he's better than us because obviously he is. But to bring it up to me because it's a mental game, he says. you know, Once you get your body into the condition where you can run and you understand how to do it, with nutrition and hydration, and I think they take salt tabs, I found out. But long story short is, it's all mental. It's like, this hurts, but I can keep going. And that's like what you're alluding to is with this virus in both of these movies, um, the mind, well, I guess these guys are technically dead because they're claiming they're zombies. But the point is the mind doesn't realize the pain, so it doesn't limit the body from yeah. performing at peak levels for 100% of the time. Yeah, it's like ignoring the pain, except for they just don't even feel it. So, but my only thing is this, and I'm I'm, I'm not saying this be funny, and because it's us, we're the fatties, like we're the the fat zombies who are trying to run as fast as the skinny zombies. And Holy shit, you're right. I mean, because think about it. There's a large section of the population that's obese, including us. But let's say hypothetically, <laughs> I would have loved to see one fatty kind of. Like in behind the pack, and then maybe trying to keep up, and maybe stop for a second, hold a finger, and go like, Ugh, <laughs> Ugh. like, give me a second, guys. I'm not used to this. Hands on his knees. Yeah, hands on his knees. Like, I know I'm a zombie, but I'm still a fatty. I'm, I'm working up to this. Give me a second. <laughs> oh shit! See that you're absolutely right because there's no way it it, it starts in Philadelphia. There's no way. That in the city center of Philadelphia, 
out of the couple hundred we see running around that they're all thin fit people there's at least going to be a good percentage of those that are going to be heavy if not obese all those philly cheesesteaks floating around yeah you can't right. even fucking tea it Man, if I lived in Philly, I'd weigh 400 pounds. I love a Philly cheese. I know. Steak. And then, you know, what, what did did one zombie who show up, he attacked the 6 a.m. running club? I mean, did he find, like, 200 people? <laughs> like, ooh, these are the people I want. The fun runners. It was the fun That's runners. That's a fun run. <laughs> with uh, with uh, Timothy Dalton leading them. Yes. <laughs> um, I guess other strengths are, I don't know if they're, they're, they're attracted to noise. You know what I mean? Their senses, they, they hear things and react. Yeah. I have that they work as a mass, as a group. Yep, that's a good and one. As, as a virus would. Like, you don't see them. They're not, they don't splinter off too much. Like, you don't see one just go off that way and one go off that way. They they all go towards one common thing, and they seem to kind of focus on your largest group of of victims to infect and that's what they go towards right which which is why i guess separating yourself from the masses would be is a good tactic which is what the pits do right that is a good tactic um anything else for strength uh nope uh weaknesses um there's a lot of weaknesses i guess headshots they, they said they have to shoot him in the head. Which, yeah. Because they're zombies, even though they're not. <laughs> no, I, I think, right. And I mean, I have for weaknesses, they really are just a virus-infected human. It's still a human. Right. So any type of, anything that'll basically kill a human is going to kill this thing eventually. Now, granted, I think them having to take headshots goes more back to the limit of pain situation where if you take a bunch of body shots and you're not hitting vital organs that are going to stop it immediately, it's going to keep going until it can't. And even if you put one through, I mean, we know this, even if you take one right through your heart, you're still going to live for about another 15 seconds. Right. Even if your heart explodes, you have enough blood that's running through your body and in your brain that your muscles will still function and your brain will still function for about 15 seconds. Yeah. So, I don't think it's necessary to shoot them in the head. I think that's just the most immediate way to take them down. Because if you load it up center mass with uh, some 223s, some 5.56, it's going to drop. That's my theory anyway. So if you were like, let's say up on a a build, I mean, seriously, up on a building with like a sniper rifle and uh, they couldn't get to you and you took a couple like, you know, lethal shots, so to speak, into the heart or the the body where they're going to bleed out and die. We both agree that we think that they might shamble around for another 30 seconds or a couple minutes, depending on the type of blood loss, and then fall over. Sure. Yeah, that's my theory. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to argue that because I would agree they don't appear to be dead dead like zombies. Right. So right. That, that's the case. But the problem is that you're on the same level with them and they can get to you. Obviously, 30 seconds to a couple minutes is not the most ideal when they're running towards you or they're running after you. Right, and I think that's where they kind of settled on that whole shoot them in the head thing because they're seeing that the ones that they do shoot in the body are still functional long enough to be a threat. So, yeah, so basically you're shutting down the computer. You're taking out the brain because once you take out the brain, the body automatically shuts down no matter what. Right. That makes sense. Yep. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. 
Any other weaknesses? Cut off the head or remove the brain. Fuck yeah. No, just that was that was pretty much it. That they are still a human. All right, uh, survival basics, air, water, food, shelter, three minutes without air, three days without water, three weeks without food, three hours, depending, or three seconds without shelter, depending on this apocalypse. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. The air, I don't think it was, it didn't appear to be contaminated. They weren't just walking around the infected and catching it, so I think right. the, the air is okay. Other than, other than when they were in that other city and they were falling off the uh, buildings, then the, you might have a little bit of a problem with the yeah. air. Yeah, you have bodies are particulate in the air. Uh, water. The water itself is not infected. But apparently the blood is okay, but the saliva is not. And I'm not saying this to be, like, weird or gross. So if you, like kissed one or you like took a drink after one like say you shared a i mean i know they're infected but would you get it that way because it's the saliva i mean i'm being serious how's this fucking Uh, yeah i know i'm with you it's kind of lame exactly and i that's why i still go back to disagreeing with you can't get it from blood and but i i think that is supporting your theory which i am 100 percent on board with that if they come out with the sequel that's going to come out that Pitt is immune. He's of the 5%. That's the only reason he didn't get it by getting blood in his mouth is because he's of the 5%, not because you can't get it that way. Yeah, but it w- and I agree, but it would have made more sense if he would have been like, wait, you can get through saliva and not through blood? That makes no fucking sense. If he would have said something like that, mm-hmm. then I would have been like, oh, okay, they're alluding to the fact that he's immune. All right, fair enough. Right. They really kept that as like some r- buried subtext the way they did it. Um, to the um, point that I didn't even think of it until you said it un- earlier. Unless they don't do that, then you're like, come on, motherfuckers. If they do a sequel and he's not of the 5%, then I'm going to be upset. I'm going to turn it off. I'm going to fuck this. 37 minutes into the movie, and they just revealed that. I'm done. But uh, with the water, if it, again, we're theorizing, if it is our theory that you can get it from their blood as well, or their tissues or any other fluids okay so let's say that one of these falls into a water supply or gets killed and its fluids go into a water supply isn't the water now bad it should be yeah it should be kind of like uh from Dreamcatcher. yeah it really should be it, especially you know body will decompose and all that stuff will get, it should be contaminated so yeah. I, I would err on the side of caution and use bottled water because, I mean, you could sit there and say, well, I got that life straw or I got this filtering stuff. I'd save it. I'd, I, I would consider yeah. using it after I've exhausted every last bottled contained water and it's either that or dehydrate and die. Like you've made it months down the line and you, you can't find any more water and you're all out of water. It's like, what the fuck do I do? I would roll the dice then, and then I would yeah, do it. Yeah, because, yeah. I would do it pit style, too. I'm being serious. I would separate myself or whoever decides to do it, filter the water, drink it, quarantine myself to see if I turn. If it doesn't, if I don't turn, then the rest of the group gets it. But that that's, way, that's what I would do. That's a great tip, actually. That's a great tip. If you're going to do, for any of these types of things, if you're going to test something, 
it, let's say you've survived the first wave of an apocalypse and it is something like this where it's a viral infection type thing and you're going to test something that could or could not be safe. Yeah. Separate yourself from the group, quarantine yourself, whatever you have to do. And, uh, hell, I mean, if it came down to it, let's just say you hole up in a, a farmhouse out in the middle of in the, in the country, which I'll get to that in a second. Um, and there's a group of you, and you are the one. You're like, all right, we're out of water. I'm going to try the water. Walk out into the middle of a big open field and have one of your guys on you with a rifle. Drink the water, and, and if, if you don't want to do it yourself, drink the water, and then just they just watch you for, obviously in this we know it's 12 seconds, but let's just say give it a few minutes and just hold the rifle on you and watch you. As long as you don't start wigging out and acting fucking crazy, good to go. Come back to the group. I misspoke earlier when I said I would do it. I meant I would let you do it. I, I, just, I want you to just know that. I, I appreciate that. Hey, you're I mean, welcome. Yeah, it's, but it's honest. It's honest. I mean, I get it. Oh, oh. You know what? We, we take a drink, or we walk out there, take a drink, stand there. Worst joke ever. As all of a sudden, like act like, I'm like gotcha, and then they shoot you. You're like fuck, and then you shoot you. Oh, that backfired. That backfired. Worst prank ever. Yep. <laughs> Uh, oh, food, unless uh, unless it's contaminated with their bodily fluids. Yeah, I say it's, it's go. all good to go. And you gotta yeah. get, find it because it's gonna go fast. Well, yeah, because you have looters and stuff like that. Absolutely, mm-hmm. shelter. That's. I think this apocalypse hinges on that. To tell you the truth, I think you got to find good shelter in this. Separate yourself from the group, and. Uh, Find a good place to hole up, obviously, as we always preach. Bunker is best in almost every situation. We've only come across like four situations out of like the 30 that we've done where a bunker was not good. Yeah. So I'll even say this. This is my opinion. You, you brought up a farm farmhouse. I think if you had a house in the middle of some acreage and you had decent fencing, six-foot, seven foot fence sturdy chain link i'm being serious around your entire property across the driveway to get in and you remained quiet in your house from the way that these things seem to act is if you're quiet i think that if they were to walk be walking by as long as they don't hear any noise i don't think they're going to just go climb the fence for no reason Mm. i think think they're just going to be rerouted or deflected by the fence because look look at them in the um in the v vault in the vagina vault i mean they were just standing around waiting for stimulus so yeah if you're not providing stimulus you know several hundred feet an acre or whatever away a mile away whatever in your little house i don't think they're just going to start jumping fences and come running towards the house yeah i agree so I you, mean, look at it, even with uh, even when they have the Jerusalem scene and they got the walls and everything. And for the most part, everything's contained inside the walls. They they show the outside of the wall and there are a bunch of zombies or infected, to be more accurate, just kind of meandering around in that big open area outside. It's not until they do the PA that they charge the wall. Right. So that's, so what, that's what I mean. Stimulus. Yeah, yeah, stimulus. So if you, I think you would be able to, you have to, again, noise discipline, be very mm-hmm. quiet, talk softly, don't make loud noises to attract them. I think you could survive there and you'd be all right. 
that brings up another movie real quick. Have you seen A Quiet Place? I, I have, think it's out right now. I have not, but dude, it's so fucking good. That's what everyone says. We're we're definitely doing that one in season two. So I don't care. I'll, I'll find a letter to match that one up with because it's definitely apocalyptic and it's man, it's fucking awesome. So I can't wait to do that one. So there's a spoiler. We're going to do a quiet place at some point. People, <laughs> we can do it under M for man. It's awesome. Or we'll find something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, F, fucking cool. <laughs> shelter. Anything else for shelter? No, I mean, I'll just, I'll wrap. Well, no. Okay. So I do this little, like how I, would survive this apocalypse that's how i would i'd find a farmhouse somewhere exactly like what you were just describing something that's out in open area number one has its own well so i don't have to worry about water number two probably a jenny or some solar panels so that i'm off the grid and i can you know run my well pump and everything as i need to uh and you're separating yourself from the masses because a virus is obviously going to go towards a mass of cells before it goes towards one cell alone, just because it's more, you know, uh, effective. So separate yourself from the masses and just find some standalone, I don't know, I don't want to say fortress, but just a place you can hole up. That's how I would survive. Hell, even a cabin in the woods, you're out there by yourself, there's no people, so no people, no infection, no infection, no zombies. Yeah. Or, and even like maybe have a something like that, a cabin in the woods, you might have a stream nearby. And as long as no zombie died upstream, your water's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. So. Weapons. Weapons. <clears throat> I, I think I would just take a normal kit, to be honest with you. Um, I think, I, I think in this case, since they're so fast. Um, and so quick. I mean, up close, shotgun would be great. Um, yeah, you'd almost need a shotty up close to just to, if they got that close, to not only kill them but get them the fuck back away from you. I think I would carry an AR-15 with a butcher knife duct taped to the barrel. <laughs> Hell yeah, uh, a butcher knife so you could cleave, not stab. Um, I think I would take uh, some type of shotgun. Maybe tape a shovel to it, you know, that way you could cr- crack them with it. <laughs> and dig a foxhole if you need to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like this. Yeah. I like this. We're starting to we're starting to uh, make our weapons versatile and multifunctional. <laughs> um, <laughs> AR-15 butcher knife so you can cut up dinner if you need to. Well, cleaver. Cleaver. So you can. You oh, know, a cleaver. No, no, okay. po- no point on it. You can just, you know. Hack. Oh, I, I got you. Uh, so we can chop up your steak. My Glock, um, but I would, of course, I'm going to tape something to it. Frying pan. So you could cr- crack some <laughs> some heads when you run out of ammo. And you <laughs> and you cook up your dinner later that night. So, um, You're pretty much all set at this point. You got a shovel so you can dig your fire pit, frying pa- uh, meat cleaver to cut up your meat, and a frying pan to cook it in. You're, you're like, you're good to go. And then maybe like a, like a, a fire axe. You know, but then I take, the, but I take the axe head off because who needs that? Because you got all the other stuff, right? So it'd just be a stick. <laughs> yeah. So weapons for this one for the pistol, I'd have to do my HK just so I could have the suppressor capability. Because as we 
to find out the stimulus is what attracts them. Not that a suppressor next to necessarily makes my 45 silent by any means whatsoever, but maybe silent enough that I'm not going to attract hundreds of them. Maybe just the few that are within close proximity. Silent her. <laughs> so yeah, it's silent her. That's what you should, that's a, I mean, really you're supposed to call it a suppressor, but maybe for people who call it a silencer, they can start calling it a silent her. There you go. Um, yeah, AR, shoddy. I, you know, typically I'm wanting to take like a machete or a knife or something, but I, these things are so fast and aggressive. I don't know if being that close is, uh, it's a great idea. You kind of want to be as much distance as possible with these these, these type of infected zombies. I think a, 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 a to sound like a nerd, a pole arm type weapon, spear or something of that effect, where you can yeah. have some range a little bit is would be ideal. That's a fucking good idea. <laughs> have you seen those? Have you seen those cold steel spears that yes. they use now? Like some guys are using for deer hunting. Yes. One of those. Yeah, that would be good. That would be good. Yeah. Something that you can stab and, and hack, but you get a little bit of range so he's not quite right there on top of you. Yeah. Anything miscellaneous? Yeah, like Any miscellaneous you'd take? Mm, let me see. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking at my notes. Uh, oh, of course. The uh, magazine gauntlet. The gauntlets. However you have to make them. When you have bite, uh infected zombies, a gauntlet is almost necessary. So that if you do get up close, you can at least put that arm out and have that. Kind of like a uh, the canine guys. The canine police guys, they got those sleeves that the dogs jump and bite on. Kind of that yeah. idea. You could just take one of those. Yeah, actually, you could. Because if it stops a dog bite. It'll definitely right. stop a person bite. That's a and good that idea. Covers, that covers that like whole. That covers all the way up to their shoulder, a little bit on their back, and that can be kind of your uh, your shield arm. You know what you drive forward with if you get into a mass of them. Yeah, shit. I that think is a good idea. now I I'm not skilled at working metal, but if I could find a metal a metal worker, a metal worker, I think I would get him to fashion me some metal gauntlets. But they would have three little wings on them, just like Batman. And so that way I could just say I'm Batman. You're going to argue with me? You're going to fucking argue with me? I'm Batman. Did I just kill that zombie? Shut the fuck up. I'm Batman. All right, you're Batman. There's only about a million of us left in the world. you going to argue with me? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Yeah, that's, that's what I had for miscellaneous except for the bad timing of a wife calling and fucking everything up yeah yeah so no, so no cell phone <laughs> or a silent yeah. cell phone yeah one that goes go. to vibrate cell phone. um anything else uh no rate it all i got one to ten oh. uh i you know i gotta rate rate it pretty high probably an eight because i do believe that if we ever have an apocalypse that is commonly known as zombies. I think it's going to, to not be necessarily zombies. It's going to be based more in a 
infectious disease that just alters humans to such a point that they're going to be labeled with the Z word. But really, that's going to be the uh, the type or the catalyst for this for an apocalypse of this nature, which is going to be an infection, a virus, a whatever. So, yeah, an eight. If we're saying a rabies-type virus, which is kind of what we're saying this is, then an eight. I could see a rabies that spreads to people and it's through blood and saliva gets spread to other people because zombie movies are so popular. Apparently, I don't know, I was looking for zebras. I never knew. But but, but apparently zombies are so popular that people are going to just call the people zombies. Yeah, I'd give it an eight. I agree. Yeah, and, and I think that would actually happen. If, if it were to go off and be a viral-based uh, apocalypse, people would still call them zombies just because. I agree. I agree because that's what everyone, yeah. wants, everyone thinks about it, and they act they don't act like humans, so they would definitely call them zombies. Mm-hmm. So. Now that we know zombies are so popular. Allegedly. I never heard of such a thing. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right, well, I guess I'll scrap my eulogy, and uh, we'll just start over. Didn't even think about it. Um, so we'll go back to letter A. Apparently, we'll start at the beginning of the alphabet. And uh, we're not going to tell you what it is because nobody seems to care. <laughs> yeah, well, we've asked. You guys have suggestions? No, we got we got suggestions. We did that one episode off of uh, off of suggestions. Yeah. <laughs> No, even we, though no, it was it was two to one, it was two to one. But but the thing is, nobody well, nobody said they want to know what the next episode is going to be. Is what I'm saying. No yeah. one's like, yes, please tell us what movie you're going to be doing next. Yeah, guys, for real. Uh, like we said at the end of the first season, hit us up on our social media stuff. Uh, we got what Facebook. Yeah. Uh, do we have Twitter? We have Twitter, right? Yeah. And uh, let us know. If you have ideas for episodes or ideas at all, or you just want to say Frank's a fucktard and get him off the show, hey, email too. Yeah, yeah, you might want to send that one straight to Drew though. Hey, I've been trying for the longest time, guys. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> he can't get rid of me. He can't say shit. <laughs> so, all right. all right, that's all I got. All right, until next time, I'm Drew. I'm Frank, and enjoy the apocalypse. <laughs>